Hello, and welcome to the Mint Gold Dust Podcast. My name is Peter Sparacino, and today we're talking to photographer and crypto artist Giselle Flores. While Giselle continues to practice her original medium, photography, both personally and professionally, her artistic journey, as well as a serious, no-nonsense enthusiasm for light, has led her to the artistic opportunities and possibilities, as well as the community in the crypto art space. With Mink Goldust head curator Eleanor Brizzi and myself, we talked to Giselle about her constantly changing relationship with photography, the immense possibilities she sees in crypto art, and her future plans in this space. Hi, everybody. Hello, uh, Giselle. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, really excited to talk about your art and to uh, have you on the platform. Um, I would just like to start uh, talking about photography for many reasons. Um, so what is your relationship with photography and um, what would you answer if I call you a photographer? <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me to this. Um, I'm so excited to speak with you all about it. Um, photography is something so funny. It's, it's such a... Um, an identity dilemma of kinds <laughs> being a photographer. <laughs> um, for some reason, I've always approached photography from a strange side, from a side that's kind of unexpected or um, I did not uh, study it in college until the last final year. And um, I did a, a special um, independent study with Henry Hornstein and, and learned how to use four by five and, you know, print in a dark room with mural, uh, mural prints, like large, large, large projection type exposures and uh, really beautiful. You know, it, it was such a beautiful process to be in the dark room um, around that time and learning the old fashioned ways of photography. It was like magic to me. Like I would see the things develop and I couldn't believe, you know, that they would just appear before your eyes with the chemicals. Um, and I've always been, uh, you know, nature and science oriented type human, <laughs> um, very much into nature and, and animals and interaction of, of beings. And um, it was really a pretty natural uh, a movement for me, you know, because I used to oil paint and I used to draw from life a lot. I loved all kinds of art. Um, so when I learned about the magic of photography, it, it captured me, <laughs> it captured my heart, really, uh, photography. So, uh, but the technical term of being a photographer really has changed so much throughout the decades. Um, so it has all these different stigmas attached to it, uh, from being first, you know, a tool that was, you know, so elite in a way of a long time ago when they had these cameras that were just, there were, there were these pieces of equipment similar to like video cameras of our day of like cinematic, you know, movie type cameras, like always so expensive and, and difficult, you know, to capture, like the way people would even have to have a portrait where it would take minutes to expose and you had to have a brace to hold you in place, you know, for the, photo for the photograph to be focused. Um, it's, I think it's a beautiful thing the way photography has developed. Um, right now, we're in a really fun, weird place with photography because we are all photographers now. With our phone, That's we right. have all become photographers. And that is where that moral dilemma really comes in because it's like, wow, okay. At one point, I thought it was such a specialty to be a photographer, and it was at one point. 
And now it's like, not that it's not special anymore, but it's almost like the whole world is catching on to the same type of visual language. Like we are all now communicating with words, but also with visuals now. Um, you know, even to the extreme point in the blockchain with memes, <laughs> it's <laughs> meme culture is like, you don't have it without photography. So, you know, pretty much every type of visual language we're speaking now is due to photography. So yes, I think photography is super important. Um, the way that it's developed so rapidly now into an automatic format where we just point and shoot and get a picture, you know, similar to what we know. Um, that's really interesting to me because, you know, when I first learned photography, I didn't really even, I hated gadgets too. So like, I really just wanted to learn how to expose this camera with, with my brain, like not get a meet, you know, not use a light meter. I didn't really want to carry all this stuff. I wanted to be the opposite of a photographer that has a ton of equipment. I wanted to just be like, I just want to go out with a camera and click it when I want, you know? Um, so I learned, so I, I, like the first, um, medium format camera I ever had was a rangefinder film for, it was a, a six by seven Fuji, a GX Fuji. And it was like, um, I didn't have any meters and it didn't have anything automatic and it was a fixed lens. And, and I took it on this trip to Australia and I was like, I'm going out there. I don't want to bring a light meter with me. I'm going to be backpacking. I'm going to have nothing, you know? Um, so I'm going to learn like the old fashioned photographers of our day when they used to look at the light and know that noon was F22 it's like, yeah. I worked on that and I worked on learning how to do that with film because, you know, it, it was such a dramatic thing when you get your roll of film back and it's all black, you know, it's like, what a learning experience, <laughs> you know, are you out $20, you're like, um, the, the moment is gone, you know, that moment of capture. And, and that's what's so interesting too about photography, you're capturing moments in time. And this is something that happens in my work a lot. I'm always capturing moments of time, like... And working on the idea of what time really is, because we are, you know, time is relative. And I think photography really brings that out in things, you know, it's like you are capturing a, a moment in time for your perception or where you are in that moment, but you can have that same exact moment. And there's five different people there taking that same picture and not each one is going to be the same. Um, especially if the tools are different being used. And that's, that's kind of where I, I really like to talk about um, where photography is headed. Because we're at a weird point right now where everybody sees photography as just pressing a little button. Uh, where photography can be so much more. <laughs> we can control the amount of exposures. We can control the amount of light in different ways, having different sources of light. Um, that's where I come in. And I feel like my whole world has been this transition of, of eras of digital versus analog, analog and digital. Um, so at, when I started photography, I started in the commercial world. I started a lot of, um, I was doing, a, assisting a lot of advertising photographers in fashion and still life and different things and traveling with them and learning different techniques. And um, I realized like, I wanted this super, super duper control. I was obsessed with still life photographers seeing, you know, what can come from focus into what you're capturing, like putting a lot of focus into what you're capturing. Something that I always love to do when I'm uh, taking photographs is like, I work with a lot of different types of light. So, and I almost feel like, like the different lights are like a different 
um, paint, you know, like using different lights, like different paint mixes. Um, and one way I see with when I actually light a subject, because I come from a still life perspective, I'm seeing it almost like a play of like a pool, like a game of pool. Like when I, pl- when I, when I take photographs in a, in a studio and I really set things up, it's, I'm like playing pool with the light, you know, like you're, you're using the eight ball and you want it to go into a pocket that's on the other side, but you have to bounce it a few times to get there. The same thing is with light because these are really direct beams, you know, you don't see it. And I love the unseen nature of light too. You don't really see it <laughs> until it's in that photograph. Um, you don't see what it does until it's captured in that spot, in that moment in time. Um, so yeah. Oh, I could talk forever about photography. Ah, that's a, <laughs> but that's a very, oh, such a nice take on photography. I feel that for the first time, I really understand what it is. Oh. Uh, do, you think, do, you think that, um, do you think that the fact that light and the perception of light uh, is so present as a theme in your like current art um, is the influence of a photography that the photography had in your your practice is this why you are very interested in light or it was already there before your path with photography i have to say i think uh, almost like it's like uh developing in life with me um how do i express that it's like um you know as a commercial photographer i used light in a way that was I, I always tried to get a special quality of light and that would always make these products really sexy and really like want people to want them, you know, like that secret of knowing how to play, how to shape light, you know, like a lot of the great photographers will shoot in a totally black room, mm-hmm. like all painted fully black. So you have no extra bounces of light. And that kind of focus is, is so fun to me. Um, and light in general, you know, I don't know what it is, but when I go outside these days, certain things are just grabbing my attention and making me take photos of them. And I don't know what is going on, but I will like be sitting outside reading a book and I look up and the sun is hitting a, a reflection so uh, beautifully in my, I don't know. And I actually have to stop whatever I'm doing and bring my camera out and figure it out and like to get something from it. I don't know. I feel like I'm discovering things. Like I see something that is like, oh, I know if I point my camera at that, I'm going to get something that nobody's ever seen. And that's what I've just been, I've been pursuing that. And does that eventually, is that something you use to create a piece later on? Is that inspiration for a particular piece? So or is it just more, more, it's more part of your world than just all feeds It's in? like this, like for some, my, the way things have been working for me, like my system or my, my, uh, what do you call it? Artistic, like, like the process, I guess it's, I'm just capturing all the time in a way, like, because, because of that, that I feel like drawn in a weird way, like in the middle of whatever, like I could be cutting the grass with a, with a weed whacker and like, be like, no, I need to actually stop doing this right now and change it to the photography. (laughs) So I have this crazy archive of stuff and, you know, and, and then it doesn't stop there. That's the thing. It's like, not just that one photograph. Cause then I will, display it through a display or like play with the, all these digital medias we have. We have all these new ways of seeing photos like in a screen 
And screens to me have always been fascinated. I was just talking with my parents the other day being like, do you remember me staring in, into the screen of those old, you know, CRT displays? <laughs> and, because they used to have those old fashioned TVs in, in the in the garage. And, it, you know, as you have the static and I would love looking at static for hours. Like, I don't know <laughs> why I was always drawn to that. No idea. Uh, so I really love seeing certain artists that have grown in this crypto space because they're pursuing a passion that they had as children. And that, that's kind of, I feel very um, similar to that. You know, I, I, find a, I find a connection with these people because I, I feel like I'm, I'm on the same path, like of just keeping discovering that curiosity as a kid, uh, continuing that now as an adult, even with kids. And it's like amazing to go through these life changes and your life kind of keeps developing and even more richly and more richly as you go on. It's fun. Right. So, so I wanted to ask, cause it sounds like, you know, you've always had this fascination, which has been the thread. It probably carried you to, to photography. And once those means kind of became democratized, like everyone has a phone camera now, you moved on to a more expressive medium. So I was just curious what in crypto art, is there anything that, um, about the medium, the technology that allows you to express more fully than photography can? Are, are there other paths, other options? Uh, yeah, you know, I always felt very limited as with the title of photography, which is, I think, you know, that part mm -hmm. of that dilemma is like, I always felt it was like, I was trying to fit myself in a box that I didn't feel like I was a fully part of. Um, right. a lot of people just, you know, feel destined to capture moments and that, that's one side of photography. There's so many aspects of photography from like the, you know, the, the communication to the, to understanding cultures. And uh, it, it, there's so many, you know, tools and what we're learning from photography and from every perspective that's bringing photography into our lives. Um, mine is, I feel like I'm on the abstract side. <laughs> I've been just breaking things apart and like re-looking at them and trying to break it further and, and look into it more. Um, having one thing, um, one thing I noticed with my work that has been developing is like, there's like two really big parts to it. Um, there's the there's like the spiritual level to my work, like the emotional, because I'm a very emotional, I'm a cancer and I'm very emotional. <laughs> and, um, you know, the dealing with emotions can be so difficult, but somehow when I make art, it just like all goes away. <laughs> so it all goes through the art, you know, it's like, it's like learning how to transmute the, the feelings into a visual um, connection because then other people can respond to it too. It's like uh, the humanity comes from the emotion and what people get from the photo is that same, you know, that same connection. Um, right. So that's one thing. It's like working out my demons by delving into my divine. You know, it's like uh, yeah. seeing, yeah. like finding the the truth in your own life and and seeing what it can show. Um, that's one side of my work. And then the other side is just those technical discoveries, like the lens. As a kid, so as a kid, what, the two things I loved so much is a microscope and a telescope. <laughs> so a microscope, I would go real close into like the bugs and the things, and I would just spend all my time like looking at little things from the grass, you know, and um, learning about slides and how to put, you know, things in them. And 
And then the other side is like the telescope. I'd be like in the cold in the middle of the night, like trying to look at the, the craters of the moon and just, you know, fantasizing about what this world is all about, you know? Um, so that's, right. so I feel like a uh, blockchain in, in, in such as an abstract way is, is very much that, uh, same looking into the microscope and the telescope at the same time, but with finance, which is so weird. <laughs> it's like, you're you expanding, fi- like this is expanding finance in a way we have never experienced before. It's like, we are turning, um, something like nothing into something, something into nothing. We are, you know, there's, there's different uh, value ranges based on time now. So our existence is now, you know, understanding values on a very dynamic level. Um, I love that about blockchain. I think that's super fascinating. So I have now, you know, as a kid, I was looking with microscopes and things, but I was also a collector of like a lot of items. Like I had little, I had gem collections, crystals, you know, I loved all the elements. I, you know, the periodic table of all the elements, I loved it. I would do these, I would get all these experiment kits that would explode different chemicals together. I loved exploding things (laughs) with those kits. Like that for me was so much fun, you know, like, like finding out if you put these two powders together, you have an explosion. Like, what is that in front of my eyes? Um, so that like the alchemy of it is is uh is something i try to capture through my photographs too like the alchemy of nature i try to capture through my photography as well and that and you you know it, it's it's funny because it, it will probably only be seen as like a life trajectory like if you see the like all the work throughout all of my life <laughs> but that's the thing with artists too it's like you are just getting a little piece of an artwork of that person's one time in space just like a photograph like an artwork right. is like a photograph of an artist's life in a way um it's there was one capture of their existence in that moment uh, when they're creating exactly um and now with blockchain that one with these digital items like now you know it used to be physical and one item meant one one item but now there's this physical nature to these blockchain items that is fascinating to me because that one item could be multiple items (laughs) like you can make that same one moment in time now multiple moments in time and this ownership to it the ownership possibilities to it is what is what is now interlinking this value uh, that artists have never experienced really before because there were so many middlemen and there were so many uh, stigmas and things in between and red tape in between the artists and the, and the buyers, you know? Um, so yeah, fascinating, fascinating to me is having the space of, of uh, investors too. Like there's all this different type of thinking going on, mixing in the space, gaming too. I was a big, I loved gaming as a kid too. We had a computer <laughs> very early on as a little kid. I like played Donkey Kong and, you know, the Tetris, like, I, I don't know. There, there was um, Frogger. I mean, there was like the, the strangest, I, but the first game as a kid, it was so weird. It was Abrams, like this tank, this like, it was like a pixel on a screen. And you knew basically the shape of the three pixels is like which tank you had to look in a book and find out which tank that was that you were going to explode. You know, I don't know. It was such a weird, 
Um, and it had to do with coordinates. And um, that was me as like a seven-year-old, like playing this game of like war. And I, <laughs> and all I, and I don't know why I liked it. <laughs> so Giselle, so do you think that you fit this box then of crypto art? If you, you know, you said that you, you like, you don't fit that box of photography for many reasons that you explained to us. I mean, how, I would even like to know like how it happened for you to meet uh, the blockchain uh, the first time, uh, like the crypto art space for the first time. But like, do you think that you feel the bo this box of the crypto art community, obviously, and what's everything that is in there? It's so fun. I have never felt in a better place. <laughs> I have never felt in a place that makes more sense for me from like my, like all the elements of my life make so much sense with me in this space. Like, it's just like the collector as a kid, the, you know, the, the focus into, um, into art, of course, that's like, you know, one, but, but the, I feel like I can communicate with so many types of people in this space, you know, because I can understand the collector mentality. I can, you know, as a kid, I was collecting the baseball cards too. And I had, as a, like 11 or 13 around there, I had an, I was learning, I had an Excel sheet of every single baseball card I ever owned. And every month I would check the value on it with a catalog. You know, I'd like look at what I had and I would wonder what the value of that collection was. So like, yes, I very much understand NFTs and the way people are collecting them. It's like that, it's the same, uh, it's the same attraction of collecting and, and understanding values. And I loved that as a kid. So yes, that, that one moment now makes sense as to why it was in my life, you know, so much, or like right now I'm resonating really clearly with the people around me in new ways that make a lot of sense to who I am. Um, so seeing where that's going to go is the most exciting thing to me. because now I feel like a full person and I can show who I am as a full person now, but before I couldn't, you know, I, before it was always like little parts of me, little parts of me here can fit there and this can fit here. But this time it's like, now I feel like, wow, I can really have a voice and people are hearing what I can say. You know, it's like, I have, I feel like I finally have things I want to say. And that's one thing too, that, that takes a long time as an artist to figure that out. Uh, we will ask you our last question, uh, which we ask everybody. And it is, what is gold dust for you? Uh, what does gold dust mean for me? I, Right away, when I heard the word gold dust, I was like, what a great name for a platform. Uh, not only that, a crypto art platform. Um, here's what I think of it. Um, I feel the gold dust for me is inception of new thoughts. It's the birthing of sparks of a new idea. It's the beauty expressed when creation of new ideas are present in the mind of an artist. I feel like... Um, Art is the prolific evidence of this, of this. And um, it's like these little, I feel like these, the gold dust for me are the sparks, are, are like the sparks of that, of that first creation of what the artist is thinking. Um, gold, gold, you know, of course, the history of gold is like the, the original store of value. You know, the, the gold is the original thought of what value means. Um, and the idea of fragments, of fragments of it, the dust of it, it's like exactly that. It's like partitioned, you know, it's like these moments of art that are like these 
they're like facets of artistic value. I feel like gold dust for me are facets of artistic value in a way. Thanks again for joining us on the Mint Gold Dust podcast. You can see Giselle's Genesis piece for Mint Gold Dust at mintgolddust.com. And you can always follow along for more updates there as well. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time.